0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com.
1: Canes are in action tonight. The NFL draft continues, but the big splash was made yesterday with the Carolina Panthers getting Bryce Young number one overall. Also, Duke gets a big-time commitment. But before we get that, a couple other things to hit in the Daily Checkdown brought to you by Talking Out NC. Let's hit it couple of North Carolina guys that we might see. Actually, we should hear their names called some point today. The NFL Draft has the second round and the third rounds today. Keon White, local here to Raleigh, went to Garner High School, started his career in college as a tight end at Old Dominion, finished as a defensive end at Georgia Tech after transferring there. Expect to hear his name called at some point today in the second round, if not the third. Also, Hendon Hooker local to the triad triad Greensboro, Dudley yes, High sir. School all right he started his career as a quarterback at Virginia Tech Transferred to the University of Tennessee finished his career there had a great season up until he had an ACL tear late in the year I think that's probably one of the reasons why he's fallen down a bit in the draft but nevertheless we should hear the names of a couple of North Carolina kids called today
2: um I, I love this for both of them outside of like who they are and what this could mean for their lives individually. Yeah. I think this means a lot for the state of North Carolina. And, and here's why I say that. These guys have deep roots in North Carolina, especially mm-hmm. uh, I know a little bit more about Hinton Hooker because I covered him when he was in high school when I was working in the Greensboro market. His father is the best quarterback that ever played at North Carolina a and mm-hmm. Alan Hooker. Okay. So he's got a lot of the, the uh, records and stuff that's there. Quarterbacking is in his family. You talk about the Manning Passing Academy. What if Hendon Hooker has an amazing career in the NFL, and you talk about something on a smaller level in in North Carolina, the the Hooker Passing Academy or something like that, Yeah. where now you're going to have resources for people who want to play the position of quarterback, now can go there, get trained, learn from people who've done it at a high level, and maybe we're starting to see more big-time quarterbacks come out of the state of North Carolina. It's big when these guys get drafted who are from here because a lot of times these guys love to come back and give back, and that only creates more pros. We've seen it. Look at all the NBA stars that's come out of Enloe High School. Yeah. We've seen it before.
1: So Look out of Kinston, the NBA out stars. Out of Kinston.
2: NBA stars out of Kinston. So I would love to see that also in football.
1: I would like to see it as well. You know, you mentioned um – Guys from the state of North Carolina that are going to be drafted. We saw Sam Howell was mm. drafted last yes. season. Hendon Hooker potentially Drake this year. Drake May will be drafted Drake next Drake May year. is going to be drafted next season. Guys that were born in the state of North Carolina that are going to be in the NFL draft. Not guys who just played college football potentially in this state, but are mm-hmm. actually from the state of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So it's really great to see. There are other guys that we might hear their names called tomorrow. Drake Thomas. Local to the Raleigh area, played at Heritage High School up um, up in Wake Forest, played at NC State. His brother Thayer Thayer, Thomas also could hear his name called at some point tomorrow. If not, those guys are going to be signed as free agents and will be in NFL camps. Yeah. All right. So there are guys in the state of North Carolina. Check out highschoolot.com. Nick Stevens and the crew over there actually compiled a list of, of guys from the state of North Carolina. Who could potentially be drafted and/or signed as free agent if they, if they aren't drafted? That are from the state of North Carolina across the state. You might even hear a guy like Trenton Simpson, yeah. who played linebacker at the at the, at Clemson, went to North Mecklenburg High School. We get to North Mecklenburg High School here, at, mm. actually from Mecklenburg County, um, but is from the Charlotte area. Expect to hear his name called today too. Absolutely. I wouldn't actually wouldn't mind the Carolina Panthers. Had Trenton Simpson.
2: Hey, and, and listen, and, and maybe some of the other names you called, Uh, you know, the, the Panthers need another linebacker, Drake Thomas, yeah. you know, tackle boy, uh, certified tackle boy is what yeah, I call him. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, he does his he thing. Is. All right, next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. Listen, one of the things I love is when people get a chance to make money. Kevin Durant will be making some money for the rest of of his life. Yeah. We found out today that Kevin Durant, uh, star for the Phoenix Suns, just signed a lifetime deal with Nike. Really? The only other two athletes who have signed a lifetime deal, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Wow. So to sign a lifetime deal, you have to be a big deal. Kevin Durant is a big deal. Seven feet tall. I mean, he has the shooting range all over the court can do almost anything that's there already won two championships uh with uh, the golden state warriors and has a chance to win a championship this year with the phoenix suns mm-hmm. uh to to sign a lifetime deal dennis uh that means that kids will be wearing your shoes who've never seen you play
1: yeah I, you know I me. Mean? i've <laughs> i've actually in the last couple of years of starting really gotten big on shoes yeah and just kind of sneaker culture their kids who are wearing Jordans who never saw Michael Jordan play. My
2: daughter, my last daughter who was just born mm-hmm. uh, and, and at the end of last year, she's six months right now. Yeah. Now, I don't know how long LeBron James is going to play, but let's say he retires after two years. My daughter, Cora, will never have a recollection of LeBron James playing. Yeah. But if she plays basketball, she might be wearing the female versions of LeBron James shoes. Yeah. Like, there are kids, who, like you said, who are wearing Jordans. And that could be the same thing for KD. We might look up and see high schools with the KD brand in about 15 years. Yeah. And have those those deals there, and those kids have never seen KD. This lifetime deal is a huge deal. Congratulations to him. He's making sh money. Next up. One, two, three. Duke basketball gets a commit from a guy from the state of
1: North Carolina. What? This is normally something you don't see because normally you see guys from the state of North Carolina a lot of them go to UNC yeah or some of them might go to NC State might even go to some other schools for example we've seen Justin McCoy go to Virginia initially come back uh, uh, what's his name Skandrick that was also at Virginia Shedrick yeah. Shedrick sorry yes. sorry uh, Shedrick who is at uh UVA from the Holly Springs area now he's going to Texas if I remember correctly yes. he's transferring there but a lot of guys in the state of North Carolina usually go to UNC or NC State. Not Duke.
2: North Mecklenburg star Isaiah Evans announced his commitment to the Blue Devils. Uh, I know that recently we've seen more guys from the state of North Carolina. If you think about Brandon Ingram, you think about Wendell Moore. Yeah. This coming year, they're going to have a guy. Duke is going to have a guy coming in. Named That's Caleb true. Caleb Foster, who's That's right. from Charlotte. Um, And so now they're starting to do that more. But, yes, it's still very rare because a lot of times – I don't know if you do this, but I love Mm -hmm. to look at rosters before games and just to look at where everybody's from. Yeah, where they come from. And just to see how close they are to the school. And Mm -hmm. Duke typically has – like a potpourri of guys from all over guys the nation.
1: New York, New Jersey, California. Chicago. Yeah, I mean, Paulo Carroll's from Seattle, right? Yeah, they, you know what I'm saying? Washington
2: so State. They, they, got, they come from all over. I mean, they had uh, Jack White a couple years ago from Australia. Uh, Tyrese Proctor is from Australia, Australia. right now. Um, so to see another guy from North Carolina and to hear what Isaiah Evans could possibly be. He's the number 10 overall prospect in the 2024 class, and a lot of the scouting report on him says that he has not even really like grown into his body yet so mm-hmm. he hasn't even learned how to use his 6 foot 6 frame and he could still get taller yeah. right he's been called a baby brandon ingram if you remember what okay. brandon ingram was for duke back in uh i think it was the 2014 2015 or no i'm he, sorry 2015 2016 season he was great. excuse me He was great for Duke. I mean, long, rangy. He could rebound. He could shoot the three. He could uh, uh, shoot the mid-range. He could score uh, in the paint. So he was a three-level scorer. He did an amazing job. And they're saying that this guy, Isaiah Evans, is the second coming of Brandon Ingram, and he hasn't even tapped into his full potential yet. Another big pickup for Duke. Big-time pickup. Next one.
0: And I don't even care who number two is.
1: Yeah, we don't care who number two is. We care about who number one is,
0: Chris. (laughs)
1: Who is number one? Bryce Young. Let's go. All in on the Bryce Young Young train. Let's go. Number one pick for our Carolina Panthers. But, Chris, who is another guy who, let's say, lacked size in the city of Charlotte professionally but was very successful? Tyrone. Muggsy Bogues. That's right. Former Charlotte Hornets point guard Muggsy Bogues is all of what 55 53. Five? Five, okay, you not gave him even I gave him, two you gave him too much. I get, literally gave him too much. <laughs> 2 inches too much. Bryce Young earlier spoke to the media. He was flown in from Kansas City to Charlotte. He had a chance to speak to the media today and he talked about working with the coaching staff that has been assembled for the Carolina Panthers,
2: yeah, um, yeah i definitely, um, you know, I know very well about, about the staff, and you know, I, I think that I've been able to talk to everyone in the organization, and it, it's so clear how, how how much of a plan was behind it uh, from bringing in Coach from from Coach Reich having the
0: experience that he has and, and building this this staff has been here, um, you know. Bringing in, you know, helping to bring in and kind of mesh, mesh some offenses as well um, with a lot of the stuff
2: that, that, that they've done in the run game and pass game with, with play action stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm obviously learning
0: now the, the ins and outs of it, but I've been able to, 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 to talk to everyone and to hear their philosophy. And I feel like it's an amazing opportunity for me just to, just to learn a lot, um, to be able to grow,
2: and I'm super excited. Well, you brought up Tyrone Muggsy Bogues, who was standing at all of five foot three Mm -hmm. uh, and played for the Charlotte Hornets for a very long time. Uh, On Twitter, he tweeted this Another undersized star in Charlotte, you gotta love it. Can't wait for him to prove the doubters wrong. Hashtag heart over height. This guy, Bryce Young, drafted number one overall by the Carolina Panthers, five foot 10, 190 pounds. Uh, not the prototypical size for a quarterback. Typically, especially for Frank Reich, the head coach, he likes his guys to be six four and above, two hundred and forty pounds and above. This is this is a huge difference. He's going to Bryce Young is going to have a lot of support in Charlotte. From the community who remember Muggsy Bogues, from Muggsy Bogues himself, yeah. from Steve Smith, mm-hmm. who's five foot nine himself, did an amazing job at wide receiver, and probably from everybody else because it's been a while since the Carolina Panthers have had a franchise quarterback who was healthy, and so now he could be that guy. Something that you and I talked about a little bit earlier.
1: A lot of people have the questions about his size, his frame. Okay, again, five foot ten, five foot ten height you can deal with, right? Drew Brees wasn't tall. Russell Wilson isn't tall. Kyler Murray isn't tall. But it's the frame. It's the build overall. Yeah. The, the thickness. Yeah. Okay? You put an extra th- in the thick. Right oh, there. Of course. You yeah. always have to. Here's the thing. That guy is not successful at Alabama if he's not special. Bags. That guy does not get recruited by Nick Saban at Alabama Bags. if he's not successful. Nick Saban, who, doesn't, who has his pick of the litter in terms of, Basically, every high school athlete across the country, right? Hey, I'm Nick Saban. I'm recruiting you to come to Tuscaloosa and Alabama to win national championships, and you can be a star here and you can go to the NFL. Mm -hmm. You could do that if you're Nick Saban. Here's a scholarship. You want it? Yes or no? Because if you don't, I got a thousand other kids waiting to take it. Yeah. He chose Bryce Young. Out of all the guys that he could choose, he chose him. And guess what he did when he was there? Performed. He balled out. He performed. He balled out. He exceeded expectations based off his size alone. So guess what? You have to be special in order to do that. He was. You a,
2: have to be special. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. You don't win the Heisman tro- Trophy if you're not considered to be the best player in college football yeah. for that particular season. Yeah. And there's 353 Division One teams, not all of them have uh, college football. I mean, yeah, for but, basketball, there's that many, but I mean, but there's there's a lot of Division One teams out there, and yeah. for you to be considered the best out of all that, and there's 85 scholarships for FBS teams, you you're balling out, homie. Bryce Young is that guy. So. So another smaller guy, Muggsy Bogues,
1: he had to be special in order to be able to succeed in literally the land of the giants. So Your five foot three point guard <laughs> in the NBA, and you had the career that he did, going into paint against
2: guys who are seven foot 10 We're
1: literally two feet taller six than foot ten, him. Excuse me. I mean, there may have been a seven foot ten guy. I don't know how Sean Bradley <laughs> was, but Maybe, you're going against yeah. guys who are literally like six three is considered short in the NBA. Yeah. 6'3 is considered short in the A. Muggsy Bogues at 5'3 was able to do what he was able to do at that height. So, yeah, it takes a special talent to do that. Bryce Young at his size is a special talent. All right, let's get to the top thing. It's going to take some special talent from the Carolina Hurricanes to get this win tonight. Stormwatch with Adam Gold begins in about 45 minutes, but don't wait any further. Mm -mm. Adam Gold host of the Adam Gold Show, which you can hear from noon to three right here on 99.9 The Fan, joins us here on the Heathrow Automotive Group Hotline. Adam, you're more plugged in on the Canes than anybody. Who starts in net tonight? Is it Freddie or is it Antti Ronto?
0: You know, it's funny. Um, I record my conversation with Rod Brindamore mm-hmm. before, uh, before it airs, obviously, and I thought for sure he would tell me, because I actually <laughs> recorded with Rod about uh, about 45 minutes ago okay and he i can hear him laughing through the (laughs) phone he won't tell me Um, all i can do is all i can do is tell you what that i have the feeling that it is going to be frederick anderson but i don't know i legitimately do not know and i am i i literally i'm laughing that rod is having such a good time with it he did say that hey look Freddie Freddie is now, at least Freddie is now available. He gives Mm. me an option. Mm. Uh, But I actually think that Freddie is going to play tonight. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. What's the right choice? I don't think there's a wrong choice. I'll just say it that way. Um, Freddie's played well against the Islanders this year. Throw out the first game, it was so long ago, uh, back in uh, the end of October. But in these other two starts, he's been very good. And the Hurricanes have played very well. On Long Island. I mean, uh, they have three wins and four trips to UBS arenas. So, yeah. uh, but I think if he plays Freddie, that's great. I thought this this last game, I thought Tuesday's game was kind of a low event game. There weren't a ton of chances either way. No. Carolina could have easily won the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that uh, Ilya Sorokin probably, I don't know if he played his best game of the series. I think game one was his best game of this series. But I think he was better than Auntie Ranta in game five and I, I and such small margins and Carolina made more mistakes uh was enough for it to flip it to New York's favor.
2: Adam Gold, the host of the Adam Gold show here on ninety the fan and also Stormwatch, which you can listen to at six thirty the preview six, six. six, six o'clock. o'clock six o'clock, excuse Soon. me. Soon, as soon as we hang up. Very soon. Basically. Uh, after, after this show uh, and to preview the game tonight at 7 o'clock, uh, I want to stick with Freddie Anderson really quick because the whole reason why he was brought here was to be here for the Carolina Hurricanes in these moments, and we have yet to see him play in the postseason for <sighs> the Hurricanes, right? Yeah. So, like, what kind of pressure do you think will be on him whenever he does get his first start for the ca- Hurricanes in between the pipes?
0: You know, it's funny. I don't really look at what Freddie is dealing with as as pressure. I don't know why. I just don't feel it that way. Okay. Uh, maybe I should, but I don't think there's pressure on Freddie, and I don't think there's pressure on the team. Here's the good thing, and this is why I think you start Freddie tonight, mm-hmm. is that you know you can come back with Ronta on, uh, on Sunday in Game 7. Yeah. And it's probably good to give Auntie a little bit of a break anyway, even though they've had two days off. Uh, Auntie's never started six games in a row. No, so I mean maybe, maybe like, and we all know he's he's made of paper mache. Mm-hmm. So maybe <laughs> you know just you you allow him to not face live bullets for a day. But I, I again I don't think they can make a wrong choice. The whole Freddie can't play in the playoffs thing. I mean, Toronto as an organization as a team doesn't bear any responsibility for that. Yeah. I mean, th- th- to me it's as as much about toronto as it is about anybody last i checked they haven't won a playoff series without him either yeah they
1: haven't won a playoff series since what 2002 2003
0: no 2004 was the last oh, okay they won 04, a i'm series. sorry i didn't mean to short That's them quite one all right season. <laughs> i'm it's so it's sorry toronto fans <laughs> to, it's, it's been a it's been a fortnight of years
1: yeah literally it has been so my question for you next is this adam i actually said this adam gold joining us here on the Heaster automotive group hotline I said earlier if the Canes – I say whoever wins this game tonight wins the series. Obviously, if the Canes win, they close it out 4-2. But I think if the Islanders win this one, having won two straight, I don't know, it feels like they're playing with house money going into game seven. So, to me, the Canes have to finish this tonight.
0: Well, I don't, I don't agree with that because I think – I don't think Carolina – here's the – I'll go back two years. Okay. I felt if Carolina didn't win game five at home, they would lose game six in Nashville. Yeah. Um. I think Carolina has played very well in this series. If Carolina wasn't playing better, then I would I would absolutely agree with you. They played really well in Game Four. Played really well in Game Five. True. My suggestion is aim for uh the Islanders Sebastian Ajo's face, <laughs> and see if you can't score a goal <laughs> using his face as a primary assist. Hey. Um. But I I. Because of that, because the fact that Carolina's playing well, then I actually, I'm, I'm not worried about a game seven. However, I would like this team to take care of business in game six because I have to wash my hair on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I
2: have to move
0: on Sunday, so yeah. yes, I'm with you yeah. on this.
2: And I, I, yes, I would like nice to spend some time with my wife and my, my kids on Sunday. Uh, we'll yes, see what happens. I
0: agree. I would like to do the same. My, yeah. my, wife, my wife and kids, not yours.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. I don't have
0: a wife and kids, but go on. Adam
2: Gold joined us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Um, we had Casey Hentz on earlier, and uh, if there's somebody else in the CBC family who knows a lot about hockey, it's her. We asked her, who do you think needs to step up uh, for the Canes today? And she said that she feels like the guys, uh, the defensemen, they need to step up. She says that blue line hasn't been playing the way it normally ha- played in the regular season. And, of course, we know the Canes uh, led in goals uh, when it came to the defensemen in the a- NHL in the regular season. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Who needs to step up for the Canes to get a win tonight?
0: Um, I'm, I'm, I I'm, actually I have had no problem with the way the defense is played. So, th- goals from the blue line are... I'm not going to say they're gravy, and Carolina did lead the NHL in defensemen scoring goals this year, uh, but I don't know that I would say they have to step up. Jalen Chatfield's shot became the goal yeah. when Paul Stasny deflected it through. Brent Burns has a deflection uh, you know, of a shot that went through. Jacob Slavin, has, uh, Slavin scored off Elias Sorokin, and he had a shot from the corner that Paul Stasny def- deflected through. So mm. I'm not concerned about them. Uh, and I'm, I don't even know that they need him to win tonight. Uh, but it would be very nice if Martin Natchez yes. would return yes, to yes. our planet yes. and play within himself. It's such a cliche, but it, if you look at the plays that Natchez has made, and I'll point to two specific plays from Game 5 that cost Carolina. Mm-hmm. He's just too hyper. And maybe it's – you can go all the way back, what was it, game three when he got dumped in the bench? Yeah. And at the start of game four, you could tell he was so amped up to play, he couldn't handle the puck. Uh, But it was his fumbling of the puck that actually uh, drew Stefan Nason offside on the power play goal that would have tied it in Mm. game four. Mm. And then it was his giveaway to Bo Horvat that sprung Matthew Barzell on the two-on-one for the goal that made it 3-1 right before the end of the period. And that the, both of those things are just trying to do too much. You know, uh, the, 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 the silly cliche in hockey is just play a simple road game. If Natchez can do that and not give the puck away and just make smart decisions, I think he'll be rewarded and the Hurricanes will win. Um, you, you hate to pick on him because there are a lot of other mistakes that are made. The first goal that the Islanders scored in game four was a mistake really by yep. Brent Burns. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being a little too casual going back for the puck in the, in the defensive corner. Uh, then he has to rush to get rid of it. It elevates on Slavin. Slavin can't get it out. The Islanders end up scoring on that play. Uh, but if, if Natchez can just be a little bit more sound and calm. I think they'll be fine. Uh, Just follow number 20 and 24, who, uh, among their skill position players, Ajo and Jarvis have been very good in the series. Uh, They were excellent in Game 5. I thought they were also excellent in Game 4. So, uh, And just... Let's let's just hope that Natchez has his head on straight tonight. And if he does that, I think Carolina will be okay.
2: I think one thing that Natchez can do to calm himself down is just to listen to Bryce Young's voice. Because yeah. he sounds <laughs> he sounds like a therapist, doesn't he? You know, when he had his uh he press conference does. earlier today. He kind of does. He's
0: he has been like from modern day high school, which is uh like historically big time football powerhouse, to Alabama There's just nothing. You could almost, I said this about J.J. Redick when he left Duke to go to the NBA, is that he can actually operate now out of the spotlight. And it's hard to say that about somebody going pro. Mm. But Redick was able to kind of just be in the background and not in the fishbowl. And in some ways, being with the Panthers is kind of a step down from being in Alabama. It's going to be great. Uh, But he is so used to the big time and the limelight. You can't show him anything he hasn't seen before.
1: That's a good point. Adam Gold, host of Stormwatch, comes up in about 35 minutes right here on 99.9 The Fan. Just go ahead and just stay connected. We'll get you on the air here in about a half hour, all right? All right, I'll be here. Thanks, Adam (laughs) Gold. Joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline.
0: help you fix your home up.
2: We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at
1: thedesignery.com. A lot of things still happening today in terms of the NFL draft. Day 2 underway. To recap, Bryce Young, Alabama quarterback, taken number 1 overall by the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. And at first, the idea of Bryce Young, well, I was a little bit suspect on it, right? Same. Because I'm thinking, okay, here's this guy who doesn't have the bill, doesn't have the frame. But then I realized, yeah, you know what? It takes a special guy to be successful at that size. Here is actually David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, on the phone when he was letting Bryce Young know, hey, you're the dude, telling him, hey, you're the guy.
0: Hey, Bryce. How are we doing?
2: How you doing? You remember in – the Arizona
0: Super Bowl, when I told you we were going to pick a quarterback
2: this year, we're not going to wait till next year? Yes, I do remember that.
0: that conversation? I wasn't kidding. I wasn't kidding. (laughs) So you want to trade in some sweet home Alabama for some sweet Carolina? (laughs) I can't wait.
1: How terrible it would have been if, like, yeah, you never told you we were going to take a quarterback, Bryce? Yeah, I remember you telling me that. That's why we're taking CJ Stroud. (laughs) Could you imagine if he did that to him? That would have been,
2: been terrible. Weird. But only your awkward. warped mind will come I, my, up with Only that. my <laughs> twisted mind would think, like, yeah, that could happen. How funny would that be? It's not. Uh, but, but we well, found out today, you mm-hmm. know, pretty much just learning and reading more about this, that the Carolina Panthers pretty much, you know, uh, they had a, a scout that was pretty much been on Bryce Young since before he even stepped foot uh, and started a game uh, for Alabama. They were on him then, and then later on, um, basically it was between Tepper and uh, and Scott Fitterer, the Panthers' GM. They were like, look, this might be the guy. They had to get the new head coach, Frank Reich, on board, and Frank Reich eventually was on board. Frank Reich normally uh, is somebody who uh, loves the bigger quarterbacks, 6'4 yeah. and taller, 240 pounds plus, and uh, he had to get on board with the five foot ten, hundred and pound guy, but he got on board and he was there with it.
1: Frank Reich also was on the phone call letting Bryce Young know, hey, you're the dude.
0: How are we doing, coach? Well, hey man, congratulations.
2: Thank you. To you and your family. Hey, you got a you got a room full uh, for all the coaching staff here and scouting staff that uh, we are we could not be more excited to to have you here in this building and uh Listen, we know you're not only a class act, but can't wait for this team that you're coming to. You're going to love this team, right? You're coming into a building that has a great roster, high character. Um, this is going to be a great fit, great city for you, great great locker
0: room for you, and uh, can't can't wait for you to be part of this team. I can't wait either, Coach. Thank you so much. It means the world.
2: Can we sit back and appreciate the difference in – the morale around the Carolina Panthers. That's a at good point. This point this year. That's versus point. this point last year. Yeah, like people were out on Matt Rule, the former head coach of the Carolina Panthers, wanted him fired because they had gone through two straight years of five win seasons, mm-hmm. nothing to really show for it, and the storm hadn't even came yet. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Christian, it, Christian McCaffrey was still on the team. Yeah, but at the at end, end of that point. the day,
1: he did get the No. One pick. Pick. <laughs>
2: And so it's it's crazy, like, the difference. And now, like, you see a competent coach, a competent coaching staff, and now I think when people were really upset with David Tepper, and remember the whole thing that was happening around the Carolina Panthers practice facility that mm-hmm. they just had to tear down that never really got to be fully built in yeah. Rock Hill, South Carolina, because Tepper was yeah. – Some weird happenings between him and South Carolina. I get you want to
1: get out of South Carolina. That's fine. We won't go
2: into that. But that's one of those things where it's like people felt bad about the Carolina Panthers. Now Mm -hmm. it's like this team has their stuff together. So what it feels like,
1: that's what it feels like. This is day two of the draft. Carolina Panthers have right now currently the 39th overall pick in the draft, which I believe is pick number nine here in the second round. Because that's where they currently pick, but they don't pick again until number ninety-three. Okay? They don't pick again until number ninety-three, which is late third round pick. Nevertheless, so it's pick number eight or number nine of this of this second round is what they have. Number eight. So there's a lot of moving and shaking that happened yesterday. We saw a lot of teams moving up to take guys. We saw like the Jacksonville Jaguars moved down a couple of times. We saw Buffalo move up a pick or two. We saw the Philadelphia Eagles move up a pick. We saw the Texans jump up from pick 12 to pick number three. Will Levis, this year's Jimmy Clausen, still sitting there. I'm sorry, Miss Levis. This is for real. Your son didn't get picked in the first round, okay? But here you are. Potentially today, teams might move up to get you. If he's still sitting there at 39, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I am fielding phone calls. If Will Levis is sitting there at 39, I'm fielding phone calls potentially because guess what? If a team starts getting desperate, you could fleece them for a couple more picks potentially. Everybody's already passed them at that point, though.
2: <laughs> but you never and, know. And I mean, like the market has spoken at you that never, point. Well, you know what I'm saying? But people
1: might start seeing this as, oh, we can get great, we can get better value, value. for them. That's the thing. It's not you. just that, but it's the value that you get. I'm sa- I'm, I'm honest. I'm fielding phone calls at 39 because. Let's say you moved back down like four slots or five or five picks, you can still get a really good player and you can recoup a pick or two that you traded to get to number
2: one. Well, honestly, you know, right now your favorite team to fill the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, no, did not do not just say Philadelphia Eagles. I, I said the Pittsburgh Steelers, I almost did, but you know, I was thinking Pennsylvania in general. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, they are currently fielding uh phone calls and trade requests oh, yeah. for that number thirty-two pick, which is the first pick of the second round today there is a chance that they may have to trade out of that so that th- somebody else can get Will Levis. So I wouldn't be surprised if Will Levis is the number one uh, pick for the second round today. Maybe it's Tandon Hooker. That would be Maybe awesome.
1: Maybe it's Hooker, which would be great. That would be awesome. I'm sorry, Miss Levis, you're still sitting there watching the dreamer <laughs> with your son. This is for real.